0: what's up everybody this is mind your money with miss be helpful a show that highlights people and stories that will inspire you to get your money right now today we're kind of gonna do a little pivot we're gonna turn around just a little bit like not a full turn all the way around but we're just gonna turn a little bit away from just focusing on people that have brands or businesses that focus on personal finance and money or, or business and today we're gonna talk about the fact that i sleep in a hammock every night instead of a bed and not just by myself I sleep in a giant hammock with my boyfriend um but I figured you know what we're gonna talk about it because I was uh, featured on um the financial diet with uh Chelsea Fagan and we kind of talked a bit, a little bit about all oh, my story and everything and then at the end I mentioned the hammock and people went crazy they went crazy like literally DMing me and posting comments on YouTube and I was like okay you know what we gotta address it so today's guest is none other than my boyfriend. My man's is here, you guys.
1: What's
0: up? Say so, what's up, babe. It's me. So, you've literally never, ever made an appearance on my Instagram or my... That's not true. Or my YouTube. YouTube, you've never you've never been on YouTube. Maybe a little clip from a vacation or something. Mm-hmm. And Instagram, maybe once or twice. Yep. So...
1: I'm, I'm going to apologize to all the commenters, you know, who think <laughs> you're single. You know?
0: Oh, the people that think yeah. that I'm single. Yeah. I don't think... I don't... I never, like purposefully let anybody to believe that I was single though like I just but
1: they just you know they, they, just they, assume. they wish and hope that you're single because
0: <laughs> I'm gonna ring right, on my finger right, this, my ring like, uh-uh, there's nobody. a
1: chance there's a chance and now, I, wait,
0: wait, I mean, okay. there's still a chance, I but st- <laughs> it's just
1: much smaller right now. I
0: want to start um, the podcast the way I typically do All and right, the ahead. show, right, with my questions. But first, I really do think we should kind of touch on this because I didn't prepare to talk about this. But what is it like to deal with seeing me post my videos on YouTube and then immediate comments of, like, thirsty-ass dudes <laughs> that are just like, you beautiful, marry me, ah, like, teach me how to use money, girl. I'll buy you anything with my credit card, boo.
1: One side is... I understand, you know, if I was them, I would probably be thinking similar thoughts. Right. But on the other side, it's like, man, why do people have to be like that? It's like, yeah, messed up.
0: Yes. I
1: I don't think I've ever commented on a YouTube video myself.
0: I comment a lot on videos. It just, I mean, depends. Depends Mm. what it is. I'm not just going to be like putting a crazy comment out there. Like it'll have to be like relevant and something that I wouldn't mind being on the Internet forever and ever. Somebody can see I wrote that.
1: Yeah. And the other thing, too, is I. Think of when I was a kid, right, using the internet. Mm-hmm. I would type all types of stuff into AOL chat rooms. Yeah,
0: and, but that's different because it was under some alias like right, Jersey right, right. Boy but Dominicano 98 or 84. What was your what, what was your uh, first AOL thing?
1: Jammer 525.
0: <laughs> jammer 525. Shout 525. Out. Well, I guess what we should do in that case is say your name. <laughs> My <boyfriend's> Jamil... <laughs> My birthday's name is Jamil, Come on. which is why Jammer makes sense. <laughs> yeah,
1: Jammer. Yeah. So. I don't know why, where that came from. I know.
0: I, I mean, Jamil Jam. The first three letters, J-A-M.
1: Yeah, but then I changed it to striker fifty two.
0: Striker, where did that come from? Because I played
1: soccer, and in soccer, one of the positions is striker or forward.
0: Oh, I was about to say for one second. Please do not tell me that I am so out of touch with sports that there's strikes in, <laughs> in soccer, soccer, like bowling and strike one, strike two, three in baseball. Because I was about to say, no. am I crazy? Like I thought I know a little bit about soccer.
1: What was your AOL um, name?
0: Oh God. <laughs> Y'all ready for this ratchet <laughs> BK B, dr Nelly for you 89? Oh, you have
1: <laughs> that has multiple. But everyone okay. can
0: tell what it is. BK is Brooklyn, DR Dominican of Republic, Nelly is my name, and for then for you. You, you, you know, know, that's
1: that's part of like the whole thing we're talking about. It's like when you're young, you'll write anything in the comments. The yeah. same way, like. Who were you for? I
0: don't know. For exactly. you, for, for anybody that wanted to, <laughs> to to chat with me in an AOL chat room. <laughs> it,
1: it's very, you know, it's like adolescent Yeah, but that's what all the girls used to do. Right? And all the boys, I yeah. guess, they go online and just write, oh, you're you so cute. I want to yeah. marry you. All yeah, stuff. a lot of
0: my friends are like um, Bushwick cutie for you, but mm-hmm. cutie would be like Q and T. Mm-hmm. And then the number four yeah, yeah. and the letter U, you know. Anyway, the point is the 90s were a time. Mm-hmm. I guess technically that was the early 2000s, but anyway. All right, so let's jump into a little bit about money. So the show that I do, I, you know, you've seen it plenty of times. You've heard me film, recorded right here in the apartment. But share what, your biggest money regret. Like the time, any time in your life, knowing me, before you met me, whatever. The one time where you like spent so much money on something and you regret it to this day, you wish you could get that money back.
1: Yeah, there's two things. One is the more traditional answer, which is like I, lo- I lost, I did one thing that made me lose money at one time, right? That's when I was in high school, or no, college probably. I opened a company because I, I still am very entrepreneurial, right? Mm-hmm. So I opened a, a C corp.
0: You didn't even start with the one-person LLC. <laughs> Not even an LLC. Single member <laughs> LLC is usually the basic first step, you know? Right. You just as, went straight for the C-corp. Yeah, as,
1: like, a young... maybe I, I honestly probably blocked it out of my mind how what how what age I was, but either 21, 22, something okay, like so that. Okay,
0: so, like, junior, maybe? Well, the thing is, anyway.
1: my mom is a CPA. Shout so, out you to know, her. Supporting me in my dreams, and <laughs> no. she was like, all right, let's go to the bank, and we're going to open a bank account because you need a bank account, and we're going to do this you know, corporation, and I was going to code this app and I'm going to make a million dollars. Of course. Like Facebook. It's going to be a million dollar
0: app immediately. The first one out the the gate. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. So
1: then what happened was basically the app didn't work out and I've totally forgot Mm. about the corporation that still existed.
0: In your name.
1: Right. And it's not like I forgot. It's more like. It was there, and I didn't think it was a Gonna big deal. Going to have any implica-
0: like ramifications?
1: Exactly. So, oh,
0: whatever. I'm not using it anymore. I'm it's not fine. using
1: it. Maybe I'll use it later or something. Like, just leave it. Just leave but
0: it. But you didn't know you got to pay fees to keep taxes rechartering and fees, yes. and all these taxes and all these things, right?
1: So, a couple years later, probably five years later, my mom was like, "What hap- what, what happened with that corporation? You know, like." <laughs> Did you cancel it? Did you dissolve it? I'm like, no, why would I do that? You opened it. Why would I, Why Why don't you close it? Like,
0: Oh, I guess if you weren't bringing in any income to pass through the C corp to you, then it wouldn't have anything to do with your taxes. Exactly. But you still had to pay.
1: I had to, to pay fees. The yes, corporation to keep, has to pay fees. To keep it active. To keep right? it okay. active. Got it. And then every year you don't pay, it's like fees on top of the fees. Ooh, right? Well. So eventually she was like, she said, I'll, I'll close it for you. But it's probably gonna be
0: hefty bill. A
1: hefty bill, and I think at the end it was like five thousand dollars. Right?
0: I thought you were gonna say like five hundred for <laughs> nah, oh, a college was, kid. That's a lot. Five thousand dollars in your twenty yeah. what? It was five? like twenty,
1: maybe 25, 26.
0: 24 20, okay, twenty
1: six. Yeah. Luckily, I think I got a refund check that was like. Four thousand from what? Student from loans? Taxes? Oh, tax refund.
0: Income tax. Oh my <laughs> lord! So
1: I, it wasn't that bad because it was like money came in, money came out. Right,
0: the IRS paid you, then you give you pay right. them right back.
1: And the other thing I was gonna say, which is not really a regret, more like a, it's like a lesson. Yeah. So when I was in college, my roommates were obsessed with poker, mm-hmm. and I had never played poker in my life, oh. and I didn't. I barely knew the rules, barely knew how to play. And they were playing for like $5, $6, $10. <clears throat> and with poker, right? The only way you get good is by losing a lot. And
0: okay, it was practice. Makes sense. Right. It's perfect. So it's
1: more of like through losing a lot of money, I was able to make more money later. But it was kind of like, did I, is that journey really worth it? If, <laughs> <laughs> because I put so much time into studying, into like, learning the percentages, you know, learning the probabilities. I know
0: people out there are like, wait, Miss Be Helpful (laughs) is dating a (laughs) gambler! He's gambling money. Well, we'll
1: get, he,
0: he, you, it's a, there's a difference between, for me, somebody who's straight up addicted to poker and gambling yeah. all the time versus you. I feel like you were more so obsessed with the like, the academics of it. Yeah. Like, You were obsessed with books and video courses and really understanding the probability of every possible outcome in any hand. Mm. And that was actually really cool because there's math involved, statistics. There's things that like... You know, most gambling people who gamble, they don't consider the statistics, Mm -hmm. which is why they end up losing so much money. So I feel like you've since I've known you, you are a poker like um, aficionado, but you don't I don't think you just throw thousands of dollars down the drain playing poker. I've never seen you really lose like like anything besides like maybe a couple hundred bucks which i know for some people might be a lot of money but for the amount of money you make i mean you're a tech guy which we'll get to but i don't think that that ever has really scared me like that you are into poker yeah. so just putting that out there in case anybody was like wait hold up
1: but that kind of ties into the next question which is yeah the best investment well right? like
0: a really large amount of money that you, spend that, put, okay. that you don't regret
1: well i was gonna say our trips but people don't mm-hmm. look at that and say you're bugging. They say, "Oh, wow, yeah. I want to do that." So, yeah. it's it's not so much a regret It's just the amount of money. So, we went to Barcelona. Yeah. We went to Italy.
0: Mm-hmm. we we've, uh, yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. we've been to Bermuda, uh, St. Martin, St. Thomas. We've been to Paris. So, we, we've invested London. a
1: lot in travel. Yes, we have. Um but it ties into poker because on two of those trips, I made back the money that I spent on the trip yes, through playing did. poker. You so.
0: did. I just remember like being on the bed and I was sleeping. And all of a sudden I wake up thinking like I'm going to wake up and turn over and you're going to be there because we went to bed together. And then I open my eyes and go to the side. And you were literally not on the bed. It was like two o'clock in the morning. I was like, what in the heck? And then I took my phone and I remember texting, what, where are you? What do you do? What do you? I literally walked around the apartment. I couldn't find you. Looked out the window. I'm like, where is this dude? What is going on? And then I remember well, being like, were, Yo, what you, the? You were asleep. Sleep?
1: I didn't want to wake you oh, up. Oh, please.
0: <laughs> you could have left a little note or something. Yeah, I woke up freaking out. Like, yeah. I was like, did somebody just pluck him off the face of the earth? Like, right. And I'm in London. If he doesn't come back, I'm in a foreign country by myself. Right. I mean, London, is, people speak English, but it doesn't matter. And so basically, I texted you and everything. You were like, I'm in the casino. <laughs> and I was like, you. Better bring home so much money to make up for just straight up disappearing while I was in bed. But anyway, that's the, the point. Is like you just have always kind of like been into that. And on trips, even when you're on vacation away, you sometimes squeeze in a little.
1: Well, especially when I'm on vacation, because those that's my time to just do fun yeah, stuff. That's true. But it, that reminded me of London. London, I made a lot of money, too. You so did. You did. There you go. And
0: yeah. the thing that I do respect about you, which is why I never ever, ever nag you about the poker thing is that you have like a spreadsheet. Like this dude is on it. And of course, Ms. Be Helpful is like uh, like a hawk over him. Like making sure he's not, you know, make like, cause a lot of people that like things like that, like poker or like playing the lottery, which is different from poker, but it's still all kind of considered gambling. What they fail to do is track their losses. Mm-hmm. So they just keep on. And then when they when they win, they're like, they feel good and they want to keep playing. And it's mm-hmm. like, but have you, have you figured out how much you lost in mm-hmm. order to make that much? Because you're still probably at a loss right now mm-hmm. and you don't know because you ain't keeping track.
1: And I think it's also different because I don't play any other games. I don't go and play,
0: play roulette, roulette. play blackjack well, yeah, unless you.
1: Unless I'm with you or somebody yeah, that don't wants... don't
0: tell people I play roulette.
1: You love roulette. <laughs> let, me, let me... No! Let me,
0: no, that's not let true. Let me spill
1: the tea over here. Yo,
0: let are me you spill serious the tea. right now? Yo,
1: Instagram is about to go crazy right now. Let me she tell you She loves something. roulette. <laughs> but... She always wins.
0: First of all, that's not true. I have lost once or twice. I have lost. But here's (laughs) the thing about what I do when I play roulette, which is once in a blue moon. Okay, anytime I'm doing anything that is not an investment or an experience that I'm actually getting something back for it or service or something, I always set aside a little about a little tiny amount of money. I'm like, that is how much I'm going to I'm literally willing to just throw it out on the experience of playing roulette. So it's kind of yeah. like when you go to the movie theater and you go to like the IMAX movie or the 4D movie and it's like $35 for a ticket. And a movie should be like $8 or $10, but you're willing to pay, to put a little money aside just for that experience. Yeah, and so that's I the way that to do it. Roulette. That's yeah, but I to, don't do it often. Like, let's be real. It's tell the okay. people.
1: It's okay. It, how many we don't times, do it often? We how don't, many times do we don't I do it? it often. Tell, now Pop. you gotta
0: clear my name. How many times do I play roulette in a year or in five maybe years? Maybe
1: two to two, three times.
0: Okay, so maybe two, once every four months.
1: Yeah, but now with with the mm,
0: Yeah, with COVID, we ain't going yeah, nowhere playing right now. nothing. We ain't rolling nowhere. Yeah. But I don't think this is for everybody. It's not for everybody. A, you know, you studied it. You yeah, really, yeah. really okay. Well, let's get to the juicy stuff that everybody came here for. Everybody wants to know how the heck we sleep in a hammock together, and not just every now and then for nap but every single night instead of a bed we do not have a bed or a mattress i mean you're sitting in front of our room and so you guys can see our bedroom back there which is our closet on the left side and um my painting and the wall and the shelf on the right and then the hammock is pretty much the only thing in the room yeah so how the heck so did we how and why her? right yeah yeah go back tell the whole hammock story how we get into hammock life
1: uh so we got into hammocks when i was having back problems mm-hmm. and no mattress could basically be good enough for me. It was either too firm, too soft, my back was always hurting. So I started researching, okay, what are some good alternatives or solutions that will help me with my back while I sleep? Then I did some research and I read the the best thing for your back is sleeping on the floor. That helps align your back, keeps it straight. The second best thing for your back is a hammock. So I tried sleeping on the floor. I got a Japanese tatami mattress and that was cool. You know, it, it worked actually. Is it um, a
0: mattress? Yeah, it's driver? called a
1: mattress, but it's, it's not a mattress. It's not padded, let's say that. It's so a, it's
0: like a little rollout. It
1: is padded, but very lightly. So, so it, it's it's okay. it's a, it's technically a mattress still. All right. So I tried it, but I still had my mattress, my regular Casper or whatever. And then I said, okay, let me try a hammock. So then I had a hammock in there in my room which is really small tiny i hung it up i still had all the alternatives and i'm just trying different things every day whatever i felt like so I, I had four four options
0: okay and so that was your like experimental things. yeah
1: and then i just had i don't you know just tried different things every day and you would come over and we would sleep in the hammock throughout the day, yeah, taking we would naps. take a little
0: nap. Those naps you know, were glorious.
1: <laughs> the best
0: naps I ever took in my life. Like, I would literally wake up from there and be like, my whole life changed. I feel yeah. ready to take on anything. And it would just be like maybe 30, 40-minute nap. But like just in a hammock, so you sway. Anyway.
1: So we would take naps and eventually it would, you know, we we would also use it to sit. We would use it to, you know, swing and read or, you know, it's multi-purpose. Um and then we started using it for sleeping, you know, mm-hmm. randomly here and there. We would just sleep there sleep.
0: instead of. The Sometimes
1: we would read in the in the hammock and fall, just happen to fall asleep there, and yeah. you know, it just happened. It's not like we were like, let's throw our, our mattress and just sleep and without trying it, you know. <laughs> it we, it, it wasn't like
0: a one day to the next. Yeah, it, it wasn't was one day to the next. Definitely a process.
1: And then we found that we were just sleeping in the hammock most of the time, almost all the time. And I was not complaining about my back, so it was like, let's just get rid of this. Mattress. And we get our $1,000 back. Yeah, get a refund.
0: Yeah, if you have, like, one of those $1,000 mattresses that come in a box that you, like... We put it in the house and it inflates itself and any of those types of companies that have kind of done what Casper has done yeah. they have usually like 100 days that you can try the mattress free and if you or you pay for it you yeah. try it for 100 days if you want to return it back they will send a guy in a truck to pick up that yeah. mattress and take it back and actually donate it or something so that it goes to it Eight. doesn't go to waste yeah. so we ended up returning it when we found out that that was their policy we were like yeah. it's not it was like 98 days we were like yeah. oh we 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 good <laughs> we're going to keep this hammock and get our $1000 back great
1: yeah Um, yeah so then that's how it happened since then we've basically been hammock only
0: That's right. So let's describe the process. And in this, like, I'll try to throw uh, some visuals over the YouTube video here too, to help people picture it. But pretty much the first thing that you have to understand is that it is not a little hammock that swings between two trees like you see in, like, videos or, like, on the internet or in Jamaica, like, or in DR. Like, we're talking about a massive hammock, and this Mm -hmm. is a Brazilian hammock.
1: Double XL.
0: Jesus. Okay, double XL Brazilian all-cotton hammock. Yeah. And it is, when I say huge, I mean... You open it up and it is so wide, like it's big, really, really big. So mm-hmm. you can just kind of like get lost in it. Yeah. I mean, you have like a bunch of fluffy, um, I was going to say cuitos, Spanish word, <laughs> Spanish word over here, um, uh, comforters, yeah. right? Like, so it's huge, first of all. Second of all, I think the important thing to know is that you're not supposed to sleep in it the way people think you would, which is like a banana, mm-hmm. like the shape of a banana. Yeah. That is bad. You don't get in the hammock that way. That's fine if you're reading a book for a little while, then you're rocking or taking a nap, but through the night you actually don't want to sleep in a banana shape. So tell people about like the research that you did that showed you like the r- proper way to sleep through the night in the hammock so that your back would improve, you know, your posture and the pain will go away.
1: Yeah, so first you have to distinct make the distinction between the square hammocks, the ones with the wood on the ends that flip over very easily, and the banana hammocks which look like a banana. So mm-hmm. once you understand that, You want to go for the banana. You don't want to sleep directly across.
0: In the shape of a banana. In the shape of
1: a banana because obviously that's going to cause a curvature, right, in your spine. You want to turn about 45 degrees your body, right? So what you're going to do is create tension in the cloth so that underneath you it's a straight line. And it's hard to explain.
0: You you pretty much just tilt yourself at a diagonal. Yeah, So instead of going from the top to the bottom, you go from the top left corner to the bottom right corner. So you're literally just tilting and going diagonally. But when you take a nap in a hammock on vacation, it's glorious. Everybody knows that. So why is it so hard for people to accept that you're just going to take three naps straight consecutively? Instead of getting (laughs) up, you're just going to sleep for eight hours instead of three or two. And... Why is that so hard for people to accept? Like, why is, when we say that we sleep in a hammock, yeah. people look at us like we're freaking
1: aliens. Well, I think it's because it's both of us, mostly. <laughs> They're like, I get one person. That's what Chelsea I said. I love hammocks. That's what Chelsea said. I, I get down with hammocks. Well, first of all, it's like, most people have not thought outside the box of like having a mattress in their apartment. So they, they've never been exposed to the idea of even, like how, how most people see hammocks either on stands outside or tied to trees or something, mm-hmm. they've never thought of, oh, I can actually nail this into my wall, or, that's true. right? Yeah. Or I can put a stand if I have enough space inside of my apartment.
0: It's true. You only know what you know and yeah. you don't know what you don't know. Yep. So, and, and that's one of the things that I feel like made me so attracted to you, um, Is because you're such a curious person. You're always constantly trying to learn things that you maybe would never have been exposed to unless you went seeking it out because no one's going to put drop that little nugget of knowledge in your lap. Like, hey, by the way, if you're having back pain, the, a, a hammock might help. You had to go seeking that knowledge, and you did. And I feel like... I don't know, like a lot of other people are a little more, I guess, complacent, like, oh, my back hurts. I'm just going to go to the doctor and tell them I have back pain instead of like digging into the depths of the Internet and figuring out what this is for yourself. So I love your curiosity. And it has led to us experimenting in a lot of other ways with weird things in life. Like we're considering van life and I would never in my life have imagined First of all, that someone would live in a van unless they were like homeless. Well,
1: what's van life? What's van life? So, for van the people life, that if you them. guys go
0: on any social media platform and hashtag van life and look at the feed, you will see there are literally thousands of people living in their vans because they want to. They might have a lot of money, they might be a successful entrepreneur with multiple businesses. They want yeah. to live in their van or in their RV.
1: It's an extension of tiny home life.
0: Yes. It's okay. mobile, tiny homes. Right. So
1: it's not like you live in a van because you have to or... Some people do, some people but do, let's be real. But I, I don't but think that's become, what van life refers to. Right.
0: There's, a, there's an entirely separate uh, category of people living in their vans that has been glamorized. Yeah. And that is what we are interested in. <laughs> We're not interested in like the looking like hobos in a van. I mean, if we had to live like that, I, guess, I suppose we would, but like right. we don't have to. We can right. afford a decent apartment. Right. We have good incomes, but we... Really like the idea of being on the go. Yes, that's one of the things about us. Like you said before, we travel all the time. London, Paris, we've been to all these places. Being stuck in one place, kind of. I feel like for you more than for me. Like I can get used to. I can get. I can accept it. But you, it's like after a certain number of months, you start getting (laughs) that itch again. Like
1: where are we going? (laughs) You just
0: want to go. All the time, not, okay, where's the next trip? Where are we going next? And I don't mind, I love that. But like, sometimes I feel like I am limited to certain areas because of the work that I do. I have to be able to provide workshops for financial literacy and work with students and teachers. So kind of depends, but I, I like traveling too. So this idea of living in a van that we convert to a tiny home on wheels and it looks beautiful. Like I'm going to put a couple of montages of different vans that we've seen that are like, oh, that's beautiful. I mean, it's tiny, but it's beautiful. <laughs> but it's beautiful.
1: But- but it's also kind of slightly, just slightly smaller than some apartments we've lived in. So <laughs> it's not like New York is like a huge jump for us. Uh, shout know? out to my New Yorkers yeah, who've lived out. in
0: like shoeboxes all their lives. You New York City, bro, that is how we live. Like mm-hmm. we've always lived in these tiny spaces yeah. with little sunlight. And I'm not saying that is healthy or that that's how it should be. That's just what we know. Yeah. So I like that.
1: So yeah, I've been thinking outside the box for a long time, right? I like, I love searching for things while we... While I'm in the moment uh, <laughs> <laughs> you do One of my one of my crazy ideas which I'll put it out right now is uh, search party, which is basically a show where me and Miss be helpful put actually put it in the comments if this was something that you'll be interested in. Okay It's basically a show where we talk and anytime anything comes up that we are not familiar with or we don't know about or we're curious about, we look it up. we have to stop and look it up.
0: Mm, I like that. Because, you know, a lot of times in my life, at least, I'm in a certain environment of my life a lot. Family, friends that I grew up with and stuff where we we'll literally just get into arguments for mad long. For like maybe like 40 minutes, we arguing back and forth. And it's yeah. like, yo... Stop arguing yeah. and Google it. Like, this <laughs> argument could be settled with a quick Google search. Yeah,
1: five seconds.
0: Literally. But we just, it's about pride. It's about, like, I ain't going to be wrong, not to you. Now, mm-hmm. You're not going to beat me. And it's just, but so I like to... But it's and,
1: also laziness. It's like, oh yeah. we want to keep the conversation going and at the cost of actually coming to a conclusion. That's true. Right?
0: But at the same time, you got to recognize that the internet doesn't always mean the truth.
1: Right, right. But... I think most of the time you can get close an approximation of the truth. Mm. You know, you can at least conclude that conversation. You can say, this site says this. And so you have some sort of proof, some sort of evidence. That's true. Right?
0: You can at least cite your source. You so can it's cite not like, a
1: source, yes. It's
0: not like you're making that up. Yeah. All right, so you guys tell us if you like Search Party, if this idea, I mean, okay. I'll be down to do it. I just want to, like, I just... I feel like we need to hash it out a little more, but I do like that idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell us about yourself, because I mentioned a little bit already that you're a techie, kind of like a tech guy, and um, you know you're very like curious and fr- and like f- free. If you like your freedom. You like to be able to travel, but like tell us what you're up to now. Like I mean, you you have a blog that you've been developing that is kind of got a lot of traction pretty quickly that you should tell people about. You also um, create really cool projects and apps on your own, like you you know do a lot of um, creating uh, of stuff like Direct Memo. You should talk about that, and then also just tell us like um what you're up to in general
1: yeah so i'm basically exploring now kind of doing creative things that i haven't been able to do before um before i was working uh as a happiness engineer which if y'all don't know what a happiness engineer <laughs> is you probably don't know but i love saying talking about it
0: the it's, funniest title ever what's your title i'm a happiness engineer oh
1: man it's a good conversation started too it's like, that's true like a
0: quirky title what, what the hell what, what, is, what does somebody with that title do on a day-to-day basis at their job
1: yeah so first my first job in tech was a happiness engineer and basically it's helping people with their WordPress sites and making sure that it works correctly. If they have any questions, things like that, basically kind of like a support type of mm-hmm. role. But and you
0: were at WordPress for a number of years.
1: Yeah. I was there for, for Oof, four, almost four, five four, years. four years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. And then after WordPress, you continue doing happiness engineering, but for a different startup.
1: Yeah. For a small startup. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, what do I actually want to do? Cause while I was, happiness engineering. I was teaching myself how to code. I was learning beyond just WordPress support. I right. was learning like, okay, how do apps work? Mm-hmm. How does app marketing work? How do you get involved in the VC scene? Right. Mm-hmm. How do you get funding
0: for your venture capital? Right. I don't know what that was. So, yeah. Okay. So getting money. If you think of any, app.
1: any major corporation, that's yeah. in the stock market right now, Facebook, Amazon, they've all they all got started with venture capital funding.
0: So you learned about that, the whole process of VC, yeah. um, the the VC process, like mm-hmm. pitching to a VC, getting them to like, you know, what questions are they gonna ask, all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, what percentage
1: world. of the company do they take or do they expect when right. they get So an uh, I guess all
0: the Shark Tank fans Shark Tank, are very yeah. familiar with this. Okay, cool. So then after that, you kind of immerse yourself in that world and you realize, like, do I really want to be? happiness engineer supporting other people and other companies or do i want to create something on my own right and you've been really doing like your own thing for a while now which is only possible if you save your money you guys oh, yeah. so i guess that's one of the benefits of <laughs> living with me and and uh dating me that we were like setting up your route that making sure you had like all your stuff together getting your credit right like all these things that i feel like maybe if you have been dating some other hoochie mama <clears throat> she wouldn't have helped you get your <laughs> money right
1: of course not <laughs> actually i would tell a quick story when i met Miss Be Helpful. They know my she, name is Janeli, it's
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: When I met Janelli, she found out that I did not have any credit. No. Oh. Zero credit. No. I never had a credit card in my life. Nope. I only had debit cards, checking accounts
0: and i didn't understand i was like i well, don't understand yeah. you've never had a credit card i right. i've had five and they've all like made me put my hair out but like but you never had one at all ever it was well, to me it was
1: like the debit card looks just like a credit card <laughs>
0: I'm so done, i'm I done kind of have
1: a, i have a card <laughs>
0: <laughs> so wait, wait wait you you knew the difference between a credit card and a debit card come
1: on all i knew is that when you, i went to pay and they asked me debit or credit <laughs>
0: You had do, to say credit. Do debit. not
1: say credit. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> That's all I knew. Jeez.
1: I had cell phones in my family plan, so I never had to get my own Everything cell phone. Everything was
0: always in the family's name. Yeah.
1: I always uh, paid for my apartments, like basically under the table. Like I never rented, I never leased an apartment or officially rented. I was also, I was always like paying somebody that paid right. the rent or right. something. Who just
0: gives people cash and yeah, they would yeah, handle the
1: exactly. rent. Exactly. Yeah. So I never came across a situation until I was maybe twenty nine thirty yeah that I needed credit yeah or a credit sc- I needed a credit score right
0: yeah, and I also was like, wait, you don't have credit uh uh, i don't know about the date you boy <laughs> you you better have credit because one day we're gonna want to get a house one day we're gonna want to do things and yeah. you need to have credit for those things yeah. so i just was like okay sir no and so what what do we do to kind of help you establish credit off the back because i kind of knew you weren't going to get a credit card because you had already yeah. been denied yeah when you had tried to apply for a credit card so i was like oh dang like now he's almost 30 well i guess you were like in your mid-20s but Your mid-20s, grown man, with no credit, the banks were looking at you like, uh, nah, bro, we're not going to take a chance on giving you money because we don't know if you're going to pay us back. You have no credit history. So you kept getting denied and I didn't want you to have too many hard inquiries. So I was like, let me do some research and get you an alternate route to establishing credit. And we ended up going with, um, self. So
1: actually before that I opened the secure card with Mm. like a very low limit, right?
0: Like 200 bucks.
1: Yeah. With, but it was through my, my family. Right. So Mm -hmm. my mom, Co, co is that called cosine? I no, don't know what that's called.
0: she added you as an authorized uh, user. authorized user. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny to me clearly, that he doesn't know these things.
1: <laughs> clearly, uh, haven't watched enough of your videos, you know, but this, you're gonna see a lot of this if if I keep talking. Um,
0: <laughs> you ask me to talk about tech, and I'll be like, uh, what is it right, called? So I, a she, venture capital a fund? <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs>
1: so 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 I open. So I got a card. For a very low limit through Mm. my mother. Mm -hmm. And then but that was only after applying on my own and getting, and getting rejected. Denied, right? Exactly. Yes. So that was already a, a So there's bad. a tip
0: right there. Yeah. If you're a person who goes and applies for a credit card and you get denied, you shouldn't just give up on yourself or go continue to apply for other cards. You should stop and say, "Okay, a regular credit card is probably not the thing that I'm going to get approved for right now, but I can try to take a step back and get a secured credit card, but you do need to have a deposit. So like yeah. 200, 300 bucks to yeah. give to them." But it's
1: crazy because they only denied me because I had no credit. That, right?
0: Okay, first of all, that is hilarious that you would say that. That is the reason why you were but denied. That's the only reason. Right, that is the no prime gonna,
1: reason. How are you going to build credit if you don't have yes. credit? Yes.
0: Okay, see, this is definitely a, a chicken or the catch-22 type thing where it's like, okay, so you need me to have credit in order to get credit, but you won't give me credit because I don't have credit. Yes. How am I supposed to get credit? Like, I, I get that frustration from people, but the problem is not that. The problem is that you didn't start early enough. So, because 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 you were almost 30 and you had no credit history, that's what made them think like, oh, uh, what's, what's going on with this dude? If you had established a credit card, for example, I applied for a credit card when I was 18. I had no credit, never had nothing in my name, nada. And they approved me immediately. Why? Mm. Because I was 18. So they knew that I was a risk. And to mitigate that risk, they gave me a high-ass interest rate on that credit card. So I ended up paying like 27% cr- interest rate on my credit card. Okay. But at least I got approved because it was early enough for me to get in the game. A person who has no credit has no debts. So I was like, mm-hmm. he don't owe nobody nothing. Oh my, and I'm here owing <laughs> a I $20,000, which could easily could have sounded like a million to me at that point in my life. $20,000, you might as well tell me I owe 20 million. I yeah. was like, how am I supposed to come up with that? So I kind of figured it out on my own because I didn't want to bring that into the relationship. And I feel like, I mean, luckily I did that, but there's plenty of couples that actually handle it differently. Like they tackle it together or they, you know, like they figure it out. And I, I'm personally, I am glad that I didn't, didn't kind of let my personal debt like seep into our relationship. I don't know what that would have been like if you have found out that I had $20,000 of debt and I was on a journey to pay it off. I feel like.
1: I would not have cared because I know so many people with debt that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I it. wouldn't, I wouldn't pay it off for you, but I wouldn't leave you for it.
0: Thanks. <laughs> That's how much you love me. Yeah. I would have paid it off if I loved you. You would have paid it off if you loved it. That's a lie. That's not true. I wouldn't have done that I really do think that everybody who has personal debt needs to take personal responsibility and pay it. I, would, I don't think I would have ever really felt comfortable with you paying my debt because it wouldn't have allowed me to come to terms with it. It would have been like, oh, great. It, well, it's wiped I think away. It depends, uh-huh.
1: I think it depends how much of it it is. $20,000 is a lot. If it's 120000 then it's like, okay, this is holding us back from doing things. Yeah. If we can get you out of debt, I can see that being more of something I would get behind. Like it's holding us back from track. If it's holding us back from doing something I want, Yeah, then I, maybe I'll be like, okay, I'll help. And then you pay me back.
0: Yeah, that's true. Let's go back to, you were talking about like what you were learning, like you were learning how to code, you were learning how to do all these things. And so how did you go from like working at WordPress and working at startups to just like stopping and really focusing on you were building, like you have a blog, you have direct memo, like you, you kind of just like started things on your own. Like talk, talk about those
1: things. Yeah. So, I mean, I was just thinking of, you know, what are some cool projects I can devote my time to that will make me money while I sleep? Okay. Things,
0: Passive yeah. income. Mm-hmm. Hello.
1: Right. So uh, at that time, I had worked from home for five years, something like that. You know, it's been normal for me. But what I was thinking was, okay, what are the some of the things that I would have liked to have as a tech remote worker? Right now that remote work is, yeah. is blowing up. and you know, I just came up with a small app that did something very simple that didn't does not exist currently. Uh, if anyone is familiar with Slack, it's a chat app that people everybody use. uses. Slack, these yeah, but days. Some, a lot of people don't know what Slack is. True, so.
0: but most companies use it now. Yeah, a app, lot. Of, it's, so it's
1: it's pretty big. People know it. It's yeah. So so I thought of one thing, which was uh, what I what I call direct memo, which is when you post a message into a channel. Basically, it doesn't go into that channel. Doesn't distract everyone. Even if they don't need the message, it just goes directly to them as a private message. So this is good for like CEOs, anyone that needs to reach a lot of people and they need to Make sure that they get it. Yes. Right. Anybody
0: who has a team. I mean, I've used it plenty of times. I've used direct memo and it is a lifesaver because I feel like I would literally want, sometimes I would want to send everyone an individual invitation or individual message. And by the time it would take me to type that thing out eight, nine, 12 times for everybody in the company to get it yeah. with direct memo. I sent it once. I, I, I did the forward slash thing, sent it and everybody got an individual. Like is that was pretty freaking amazing.
1: Yeah. And it, it's useful for a lot of different cases, right? Like yeah. if you have a team, if you have a course, like the courses you were talking about, yeah. Slack was not made for courses. It's True. made for work. True. So there's a reason they don't have certain features. And, you know, one of those features is what Direct Memo does. Um, so if you want to check it out, it's directmemo.io. Um, yeah, it's good for anyone that has a team or uh, has a community or Anything on Slack?
0: Yeah, I love it.
1: Yeah, so outside of that, I've always been kind of into online communities. Right. Um, even back then in my story about about the corporation that I started, that business was about starting an online community. More, more, not starting a community, but an app that helps communities communicate with each other, mm-hmm. kind of like Facebook groups, right? Gets communities of similar like minded people together. Yeah. Um, but not very in a very good way. Um I've always been obsessed with this type of uh concept of how can we do better communities online better.
0: You've done a lot right? of research on and this. And I've
1: I've yeah, ever since probably high school or college I've been thinking about this. Mm-hmm. What I did is I started researching all of the online communities that have ever existed. Right?
0: That's a lot of from, like back to MySpace.
1: Even MySpace is late in the game, bro.
0: What This is how much I know about tech. <laughs> I thought MySpace was the first social app.
1: MySpace what? is I'm talking about from the beginning of the internet, right? In the in the in
0: 1991 the, like when I don't know
1: when is that. In the 70s.
0: The internet was around in the 70s? Very
1: early <laughs> very early computers, right? To give you an example, the very 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 first social network. Yeah was at berkeley in mm. in california on campus what they did is they would have one computer that they would roll around campus <laughs> and people would line up on the computer to type in a message like craigslist now
0: oh my god they would
1: put uh i'm looking for a roommate oh, and then the next geez. person behind them would come and they would put
0: anybody want to come to my house warming I'm, tonight yeah yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and they would categorize it like under events, under classifieds, under, you know, pets. So
0: was it like one web page? Was the internet at that time?
1: It was, it was a computer that you went to that had all the data that people put in. Oh but gosh. that was connected to other computers Got it. through the internet. Right? Got it. Okay. But they didn't have enough capability to have, yeah. give everybody a computer, right. right? It was very, very manual. So that, that was the first social community, right? because it blew up
0: what was that called
1: it was called com- uh community wow i totally forgot the name it was we'll post it hold on hold on <laughs> let me look it up community memory i, I didn't have to look it up i okay, just i just remembered so
0: community memory the community Crazy.
1: memory and Crazy. they literally called it that because it was like As a br- it, it was a brain for your community. It's
0: everyone's brains in one brain. Yes. It's the community's memory. That's nuts. Yeah. That is not very catchy. Like it's how do you catchy. market community well, memory? There was community no such- memory. <laughs> community memory. We got eight syllables in that John. Like that's not catchy.
1: It's like back <laughs> before the telephone was the telephone. It was called like the uh the voice <laughs> transmitter or something. It was like a different name, right? Mm-hmm. But then over time, people are like, oh, that's a that's a telephone. Let's market it. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's make market marketable. it
0: marketable. Yeah. Okay. So then now, where do you put all this research that you cause? You know a lot about social networks that, like, I literally never heard of Community Memory. I swear I thought, like, MySpace and Skonex. Shout out to anybody who literally had a Skonex page because I can't believe you didn't know what Skonex was. Nope, well, first of all... I
1: guarantee you, nobody listening or yo, watching.
0: comment below <laughs> if you know what Skonex is. And better yet, if you had a Skonex page... Post it in the comments. I swear I'm going to find a... If a I couple. never
1: heard of Skonex, then that...
0: Skonex.com <laughs> was the ish. Because Facebook, when it first came out, was only for college kids. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, we can't really get on there unless we lie about our age. And man, bump that. We're going to make our own. Skonex was like for high school kids mm. in New York City. Anyway, or I, I guess I thought it was in New York City specifically, but it could have been other cities too. Anyway, yeah. so, so tell us about the research and what it led yes. to. Yes,
1: so um, it's called October. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, there's this concept in social networks called eternal September. So let me break that down a little bit. So one of the fr- early social networks was called, uh, Usenet. Usenet started at uh, Duke University. And what they did is th- they had a community of just college students, kind of like Facebook and it blew up, but it was like, all computer nerds because only computer nerds had access to the computers (laughs) okay so it was just a big network of computer nerds like just having a big party on the internet talking (laughs) about nerdy stuff
0: i was actually at parties in college
1: like (laughs) twerking
0: (laughs) being ratchet like these guys were partying on the internet all right babe anyway
1: (laughs) an internet party is when you get together and you talk about stuff you're into right
0: That's not a party. Anyway, (laughs) that's like a uh, internet gathering. Anyway, go ahead. It's a gathering
1: space. Yes. So so they gathered on the internet. Yeah. So, and they had all these different topics for you to talk about. You could talk about, you know, you could talk about your classes, but you could talk about uh, surfing. You could talk about um, any sports that you did. Mm -hmm. Um, You could talk about, uh, uh, trading cards, whatever you had. Yeah. So, uh, what happened here is, with Usenet, it got so big that it started expanding beyond these nerdy kids.
0: Hey, and that's it, a good problem to have.
1: It's a good problem to have, but the problem is they had no moderation, right? Aye. So once it got too big, it started getting overrun with spam.
0: Oh, it sounds
1: a lot like um <clears throat> uh, Facebook. It uh, f- sounds a lot like... <laughs> <laughs> like sounds, everything like exactly Reddit like, like Twitter like Facebook yes. like
0: <laughs> like Google and,
1: everything and that's why studying history is so important because literally history just repeats itself over and over and over you think that Twitter is going through something new this has happened wow.
0: back since the wow communi- let me never, tell you <laughs> I'm like, these are these new problems that we're having no. in the twenty-first century with technology.
1: You. This is not Let me new. Tell you, community memory, the first one, yeah. They have a pamphlet. I looked it up in the computer like history archives or something. <laughs> they have a pamphlet yeah. that they gave out that talks about how they're worried about what would happen if community memory got too big, Ooh. if people started using it for bad purposes. Mm. They thought about this stuff back then. This is not a new thing yeah so history is very important anyway. Um, eternal September, I'm getting to this. Uh, so what happened was in October in September of whatever year, uh, AOL opened up their servers to the Usenet community. So anyone on AOL, which is like a huge huge community, millions I'm of people AOL. everybody was on <laughs> AOL. So everybody on AOL, Started joining Usenet. All these young kids that are, you know, like the YouTube comments. BKD Arnelli was in there just <laughs> talking sh- crazy stuff, right? Just messing with people for fun. Right. Like, trolling.
0: Usenet was not having it.
1: Well, it's not that they're not having it, it's that they had no control. Oh. So that was the month they said that Usenet died. Everybody oh. would just gave up. So they said that was the eternal September. That September never ended for Usenet. and, you know, oh, it was just a dark time.
0: That's
1: so sad. So then I call, so I called my blog October 1st because it's like a reference to like, okay, what happens after September? How do we when get we to get October? It right. How do we get it right? Exactly. I love that. Okay, so, wait,
0: so if I want to read your blog October 1st, yeah. where do I find it? So you Is it to, on WordPress cuz you used no, to work there? It's,
1: it's on october.substack.com. <laughs> I cover different social networks throughout history that maybe you heard of maybe you haven't heard of but did you I put just, go next on there I haven't done sc- maybe that's my next one <laughs> let me look it up if I can find any information on it because I don't know I don't even know if this is real
0: it's real alright let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up so if you were to give people a life model or something even maybe related to money maybe not that would be um something that they would see often you know that they would constantly be reminded either on a billboard or like on a dollar bill or something that people see all the time
1: yeah. what would your, well, your message be if it's on a dollar bill which i know it will be you know i would say pass it on Mm. meaning in the same way you go out and acquire all these skills yeah acquire all these things material things Mm. knowledge Mm. money Mm
0: -hmm. wealth yes
1: once you do that and you get to a certain level you got to pass it on
0: don't let it die with you exactly i love that i love that there you go I, I, after um, I go back and I watch some of the episodes of the podcast that I put out, I recognize how much I say, I love that. I love that. I say yeah. it so much. You guys, I'm sorry. I didn't realize <laughs> I say I love that so much. Um, but anyway, I love that. And, and this was awesome. And I know yeah. that there's going to be so many gems that people are going to take from this conversation. Hopefully we inspire people to better communicate with their partner, to uh, believe that they can find love, to uh, be curious and, you know, adventurous and um, and also fiscally responsible all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's that's pretty much what I got. So
1: till next time. Till next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs>